It's now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and produced by Jerry Hazard. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show at MainEventSports101.com. You can also follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at MeSports. And you can also download the Main Event Sports Show app. Just go to your favorite app store and search Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time for the Main Event. Shout out to them. Of course, my, my dad is uh, over there. That they, they reached out the men's program and they want us to do some things with the kids coming up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a bunch of people reaching out on Facebook uh, asking when we were gonna have, you know, what we were gonna have upcoming. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, we have a lot of things going on. So, make sure you check out the main event Facebook page. It's the best thing to find out everything going on uh, with Mila and everything else that we got going down. Oh man, huge, huge man! And not only that, but you know what? What's that? Today is it's a sad day for me here What's that? At, at the Main Event Sports Show. It's a Saturday for Rashawn Myers. And, What's that? Uh, you know, as we all know, Rashawn Myers is a lifelong Lakers fan. He's been a Lakers fan since he's been a kid. Well, let's get but, to it. There's a lot of ruckus going on behind that. But we also know Rashawn is a LeBron James hater. LeBron James chief hater, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the The... I believe that Le- I believe that he's president of the LeBron Haters uh, fan club, and some po- some possibly devastating news happened this week in regards to NBA free agency that may cause Rashawn Myers to think twice about being a Laker fan. Well, jumping out, <laughs> tell him go ahead and jump in the bridge right now. Tell him jump off right now. Hey, you know what? It's it's amazing. Uh, you know that in the NBA, the NBA is, I think, the only sport that actually their reg, you know, their off season is sometimes even more entertaining than their regular season. And yeah, NBA free agency has become ever since the quote unquote decision by LeBron James. Like it's almost been a circus every. Well, well actually, it's it's been two things. One is the decision when LeBron decided to leave Cleveland and go to Miami. But to me, bigger, most importantly, is when these TV contracts started kicking for the NBA. And these guys started making, like, ignorant amounts of money. That's what really changed. That's what really, really changed everything. Where guys' max contracts went from 30 to $40 million now to 200 Well, and the interesting million. thing about that, you know, I, and I've, anybody who follows me on Twitter, and like I kind of talked about a little bit last week, is that I said that LeBron James has completely changed the way basketball is done. And it's not just on the court, it's off the court. And I said that I didn't know if he did more good or more bad with what he did being such a young man to go and decide to, you know, join up with uh, D-Wade down in Miami because it did show these young guys – 
and these young stars that it's okay to, to leave your team and go search for the best possible unit to get together to win championships. And, of course, we've seen Kevin Durant do that, and we've seen Paul George force trades out of the Pacers. We've seen Carmelo Anthony force a trade from the Nuggets to the Knicks, and then Carmelo tried to force a trade from the Knicks somewhere else, ultimately joining Oklahoma City as well. Um, so it's kind of become commonplace that these stars move around and jump around, and not only do we have – you know, of course, the LeBron James sweepstakes, which is interesting because he only he he never signs more than a one or two year deal. He always does a two year deal with a one year player option. So it's pretty much he's signing a year contract every year where he can decide he can leave anytime he wants to. Like that's literally the first time that's ever been done. NBA players have so much power. You don't have that. Players don't have that in the NFL. Baseball. Uh, baseball. They don't have the players, but. The, the, the thing about baseball is the players get paid a lot. Yes. And, and they don't get hurt nearly as much. And, and you can be a, basically a pitcher that plays once every four to five days, and you're making $200 million. You know, so, I mean, it's a little bit different. Like, the players have it really good in baseball because of how much money they make. Um, but in terms of having basically your program or your, uh, you know, your team at your will, Play, NBA players have by far the most control. No, yeah, of all professional sports. Yeah. Of all the professional uh, Hockey, soccer, I mean, even FIFA soccer. Yeah. I mean, worldwide, NBA basketball players control the NBA. They do. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And that being the case, now we have a new guy ready to force his way out of town. Kawhi Leonard just made the announcement. Everybody knew. Kawhi Leonard had a quadriceps injury, okay? He had a quad injury. A quad injury, while, you know. It hurts. It's, it hurts a little bit. But Kawhi Six weeks played maybe. seven games and six. did not play the rest of the year. I mean, that's <laughs> like a six-week injury. Yes. Maybe. And it lasted the whole season. And we heard, you know, we heard information about the Spurs wanting to you know, wanting Kawhi to play and didn't know why Kawhi wasn't playing. And, uh, you know, they, they were saying, well, when's he going to be back? And then we heard Kawhi wanted to get a second opinion. And there's and some his, beef between him and Popovich. You know, the, the, his people, uh, you know, his quote-unquote people were saying, well, you know, if you're not going to trust my man, he'll say his quad still hurts, then you don't really support him. So, I mean, Pop Popovich and the Spurs have been in a very difficult position all year. But I think we could see this coming. Everybody saw this coming. Yeah. Everybody knew this was coming. Now, to me, what's so amazing about Kawhi Leonard making that move is that he could sign a guaranteed max contract with the Spurs. Supermax. A Supermax. Yeah. Made, what, 200 it's like and, $230 million. $230 million <laughs> if he stays. Yeah. If he stays. $230 Five years, $230 million. If he stays. But he's going to forgo. $230 million to leave. And his people are saying he wants to go to Lakers. And you know what? I, I love my man Stephen A. Smith. Um, I, I listen to him all the time. And Stephen A. made a good point because he said, you know what? Kawhi Leonard's trying to say, you know, you guys didn't have my back during this quad injury, blah, 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 blah. But first of all, A, what did you want the Spurs to do? At some point, if I'm paying you, you got to play you know, twenty to twenty-five million dollars for this season, and you give me seven games and a bunch of excuses, I'm gonna have something to say too. I'm gonna be like, at some point, I need to get out there. But like he said, keep it real. You don't want to be there no more. That's fine. And that just say it. I mean, everybody else who's been disgruntled when they want to leave, they said, I want out. I don't want to play anymore. 
You know, I'm tired of it. Kawhi Leonard, it seems like he's a guy who wants to be quiet and have everybody else do the talking for him. But I, I think that what's going to happen, he doesn't have a no-trade clause, okay? So the Spurs can trade Kawhi anywhere. They say his quote-unquote preference is to the Lakers, okay? That's where he wants to go. But the Spurs have all the power here. And, and my issue with Kawhi is with him being so quiet and trying to but, do this whole, I'm hurt. I personally think that the Spurs, A, I don't think they're going to trade him where he wants to go. No. I think they're going to send him to where the best deal is. And my question is, can the Lakers offer him or offer the Spurs enough to get Kawhi? Well, that's the question. I mean, because Kawhi is a superstar. Yes. So, if I'm going to if I'm gonna trade a superstar, then I want a superstar. Well, or at least your draft pick. Or, I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that the Spurs and any deal. And this is the tough thing. Is a lot like Paul George last year who, was, who forced his way out of Indiana. Kawhi Leonard will be coming up on the last year of his deal. There's no guarantee that wherever you trade Kawhi... wants to pay that Supermax deal. And, or that, that he's going to even want to stay there. So the thing is, how, much, how many assets do you give up to get him if you don't know if he's going to resign? Like, people think that if he goes to the Lakers or goes to the Clippers, that he's going to resign because that's his hometown. But if he goes anywhere else, there's no guarantee that he's going to want to stay there. So how much do you really want to give up? I mean, I look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they traded away Victor Oladipo. They traded away uh, Donatus Sabonis, Arvita Sabonis' son, and they traded away, I believe, one other draft pick. They gave up a draft pick and, and two very good players, guys who ended up being starters for the Pacers. And, of course, Vic Oladipo was an all-star. Oh, yeah. And they could basically lose PG-13 for nothing. And he's gone. And then you have to ask yourself, was this good for you long term to give up those assets? And I think after the Paul George experiment, depending upon what George does, if he decides that he's going to leave, there may be a, there, you know, there may not be a lot of teams that want to give up a lot. Like if you're the Boston Celtics and you're like, man, we can get Kawhi, you know, we'll trade Kyrie, we'll trade, you know, we got a couple of draft picks, we'll give a couple of these first rounders next year. Do you want to do all that? And then Kawhi said, you know what? I enjoyed my year here. I'm Maybe, done. You know, I'm he, good. Thank I'm you. I'm still going to L.A. anyway. I love L.A. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if I, he does that, like, so I, it's going to be – This is that's why this offseason and this free agent season is going to be very interesting because you got a lot of guys out there. Chris Paul is out there. You have Kawhi Leonard. You have LeBron James. You have Paul George. Uh, and then you have a lot of very, very good players uh, that are, you know, maybe not the top rung. Those are kind of the top elite guys. But that second cut of players that are really good starters, guys like Trevor Ariza from the Houston Rockets, we saw how good he was, you know, and I was knocking oh, yeah. off the Warriors. There's a lot of good players out here. So I cannot wait. But I'm just, people, I will put this down here. Y'all and, then, and then you have the draft on top of that. June 16th, 2018, at 6-17, you put it down here now. If LeBron James goes to the Lakers, I'm no longer a Lakers fan. I'm putting it down right now. Hold up, hold up. Tell me, tell me. Your hate is so strong. Put for it LeBron. down. Your hate is so I'm strong. I'm in the Facebook Live right now. Your hate is so strong. <laughs> Your hate is so strong that you're actually if going to. Come on, man. Look, look, look. LeBron James. First. Why? First, why? Okay, look. Why you hate that strong? You should be happy. I'm going to tell you why. You should be happy the Lakers going to get the best player in the NBA. I'm going to tell you why. Because my fandom was already on life support after they took Luke Walton and didn't give my man Mark Jackson the job. Okay, so at that point, when you give the third string coach the L.A. Lakers coaching job, 
like one of the most important head coaching jobs in all of pro sports, and you give it to Luke Walton, that was you were on life support at that point. Okay, then you had Jim Buss completely running all the free agency into the ground. So Jeannie had to take over. Jeannie Buss is now running things. But after the Luke Walton fiasco, if they bring in LeBron James, I am done. Why? I am done. He's the best player I'm in done. the NBA. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm just telling you. I'm going to keep so, it real. So, tell me. So, so, if they get Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and LeBron James. I don't care if they get Paul George, we're done. LeBron James. I we're don't done. care if, you know, but, you know but, Tito and the rest of the no, Jacksons get but back together. But, but, that, but that trifecta could possibly challenge Golden State. And you're done. They still wouldn't. Win. That will bring your Lakers back to relevance. That's the, they still wouldn't. Win. They will bring your Lakers back to relevance. Right now, your Lakers are irrelevant. They would be good though. Your Lakers right now are irrelevant Absolutely. in NBA. You got you got a lot of young. That is the best move for the Lakers. The best move for the okay. Lakers. How can you hate on your team like that? Let be alright. He'd be alright. How can you deny your team? I'm done. I will burn everything Lakers I have. He'd be alright. I'll be a Kobe. I will put. I will replace everything with just Kobe's head. <laughs> this is gonna be fat heads of Kobe area. This is two hours talking about the Lakers. Who wants to talk about the Lakers? Who cares? Doesn't care. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, that's, that's, that's horrible, man. Come on, look. No, 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 no. If you're gonna be a fan of a team, you gotta be a fan of a I'm team. You don't hard. see Cleveland Browns fans jumping ship. Well, when they got Manziel, hey. and then they got those uh, 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 I mean, Bezier. The, the Bulls, and hey, the only hey. reason I started riding with the Lakers is because Phil Jackson went there. Hey, Avon. That's enough with the Lakers. I'm done with it. So, Man, yeah. you know what? You're a bandwagon fan. <laughs> You're a right. bandwagon fan. It's your main event sports show. Haven Rashawn, Jay has in the building. Want to hear from you guys. Want to hear from the fathers. Father's Day weekend. Main event sports show goes out to all you fathers out there. That's right. Phone line is over for you fathers. 776-1350. up with me on a roller coaster well we do have a lot of fun maybe we should stay together an emotional roller coaster surprising what's not surprising how much you could save by switching to geico i just need a little me time geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more this weekend at Kohl's, give Dad the perfect gift and get Kohl's cash. Give him an anti-gravity chair, just $49.99, or Google Home, $99.99, and get Kohl's cash. Give him the Fitbit Ionic smartwatch for $249.99, and you'll get $50 Kohl's cash. Plus, shop other great gifts store-wide, and take an extra 15% off, or an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more. Kohl's. Select styles. Offer valid June 14th through 17th with promo code DADEVENT. Some excluding supplies. See store or kohls.com for details. 104.7 WLU WLLV and Passport Health Plans presents the 7th Annual WLLU Summerfest Prayer Breakfast Thursday, June 21st, 11 a.m. at the Kentucky Center for African American Heritage. Come and have breakfast with us. We're building our community with prayer, faith, and love. 
guest speakers include Dr. Marty Polio, Sadiqa Reynolds, Mayor Greg Fisher, and Pastor David Snorton. Our keynote speaker, Reverend Dr. Callan Gray, Dean of Students, Noble Presbyterian Seminary, Pastor of New Mountain Baptist Church, Shelbyville. Leading in prayer, Pastor Barbara Hagler and Edward Miller, and ministering in song, the renowned national gospel artist, Lamar Campbell. Don G. Wade 3 will be our MC. Tickets available right now for $30. Churches and businesses, purchase your tables by calling 776-1240, extension 112. Don't miss the 7th Annual Summerfest Prayer Breakfast, Thursday, June 21st, presented by Passport Health Plan. In the night back with your Manibus Sports Show, your host, Haven Harrington, with Sean Mars in the building, and we're going to talk about the top 100 college basketball in the building, Haven, Rashawn, Haven, you've been uh, checking it out on social media, inside of Ville, Rashawn, you've been covering as well, too. Give us a lowdown about Louisville recruits, Kentucky recruits, and hold up. give us to it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we start talking about Kentucky recruits, I got to say one thing to, to all my UofL fans, all my UofL basketball fans out there listening right now. All you guys that were worried for no reason at all about UofL's basketball recruiting. I don't like that how you said that. Let me, let me finish because there's, there's a lot of people worried that Louisville's basketball recruiting was, was going to take a hit when Chris Mack got here for maybe a year or two and then it was going to bounce back up. Okay. And I was one of the guys that said, don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry. He was a top recruiter when he was at Xavier. And now he had a bigger platform. You see, you of fans have to remember, we are a top 10 program, top 7 program. I'll say top 5. Hey, top 5. Top 5. You can say that, top 5 program, but we are an elite basketball program. Rashawn, everybody, Haven, everybody's been speculating, want to hear it. What's going on with Louisville basketball recruiting 2018 and 19? Rashawn Haven, I want to hear it. Everybody wants to hear it. Well, I mean, you know what? Don't worry, it's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... Like Bob Marley said, don't worry, it's going to be all right. People got to understand, the University of Louisville has a lot of advantages. I mean, we put so much money into the basketball program. You have the Yum Center. I mean, their facilities are amazing. You know, when you talk about, uh, you know, Minority Hall, and you talk about the, the, the KFC Young Practice Center, uh, they have the best of the best when no, it turns but, but, but more importantly, when you're a top 7, 10, 5 program, whatever, yes. that's like in football, that's like if you're Alabama, Miami, Unless Florida State. Higher. Yeah, Florida State, Notre Dame, those guys. Because sometimes you're Alabama and you go hire David Shula. Yes. <laughs> but but even, but even even if David Shula, you're still getting four star talent. I mean, I get the five star talent, but you get the four star talent. And Louisville's at that level. Louisville went out and got the best coach they could get. Like I really and truly think Chris Mack would have been the coach, even if Rick Pitino would have just been retired. I still think that Chris Mack would have been the first guy they called. So to be able to get the first guy you wanted, one of the best coaches in the game, uh, yeah, it's going to be fine. And Chris Mack, young, energetic guy. Speaks the language of today's recruits. So most importantly, if you can recruit to Xavier, who doesn't even have one one hundredth of the recruiting budget yes. that U of L has, when you come to a top program, you got that name behind you, got that name on a jersey. Yeah. 
No, I mean, and and that speaks volumes. What, what, what really speaks volumes? Some volume. Some of the kids that Chris Mack is in on right now. You're mm-hmm. talking about there are five star players out there, like Cole Anthony. For anybody who doesn't know Cole Anthony, he's a a six two point guard, son of former UNLV great Greg Anthony. Okay, is an absolute monster. He may actually move up to number one in the class. He's playing so well. Cole Anthony has legitimate interest in Louisville. Now, not saying that he's going to commit to Louisville, but the fact that you got a player that good that's willing to listen right now, that speaks to how much these kids love Chris Mack. No, I'm going to say this. Right now, Chris Mack will out-recruit. You got, you're going to see this. Chris Mack's going to have consistently better recruiting classes than Rick Pitino. I, I can believe it. Put it down. I can't believe it. Like, I, Consistently I, better recruiting class than Rick Pitino. I, I think that Rick Pitino held to some old ways. He was old school in, in a lot of ways. And I don't necessarily think he always spoke the language of the kids. I know one recruitment specifically, Trey Lyles, wanted to come to Louisville. But because Coach Calipari made Trey Lyles feel like he was a uh, a kid that he wanted to be one and done, he thought he could be one and done, and that he was going to push him to be one and done. And when he asked Coach Patino, Coach Patino basically said, well, I don't know what you're going to be. You can come here, and if you play well enough, then you'll have opportunities to go pro. Kids don't want to hear that. <laughs> and, you know, not today's athletes don't want to hear that. And some of those old school ways by Rick Patino, I really truly think that his basic philosophy on how he goes about recruiting is why he didn't get trained. Especially out. playing a basketball style that's not going to accentuate. Right. What you do best anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, this is this is going to be a fundamental change for Louisville. So, I do think in a lot of ways this is going to be better on the recruiting trails. Of course, they already got a commitment from Josh Nickelberry. Uh, four-star kid. But four-star kid has had an excellent, excellent week this week at the NBA Top 100 camp. This is one of the elite exposure camps. This is when the kids go. They're, it's invite only. They're not playing with their AAU teams. They're just going. They're playing on teams that are put together by the coordinators. You're going to be a uh, coach by uh, former NBA players. Rajon Rondo is a he's actually for a current player. He's coaching one of the teams, and you have all these NBA guys that go and help out at this camp. And uh, Nickelberry has been recruiting very hard at the camp. Um, you have several guys that have played very very well. Jalen Weathers, a young man who came and made a visit uh, last week, he's had a great week. Uh, Jamius Ramsey, uh, combo guard, point guard, uh, 6'4", very physical, athletic guy. Looks like, from what people are saying about him, he may actually be uh, standing. He's already sitting right now, Jay, at about number 35. He may be in the top 20 uh, by the time the next rankings come out. So what's his kid, Wheatley? Uh, Jar- Jarlin, what's his name? Jarlin Whitley? Whitley? Cahill. Uh, no. Withers, Jay Withers, Withers. Jay Withers. Withers. Okay. Um, he's a combo forward, six eight, six eight, six nine. He's, not, he's nice. Yeah, like like the way um, Chris Max like, likes to run his team. He likes to go four out, one in. So your power forward, your four man, may be a little bit undersized, but he's going to be able to shoot the ball. Okay, that you know he's going to be able to handle the ball, kind of like what we see with Villanova. You know, I mean, he played against Villanova in the Big East, so he likes a lot of the things. Uh, that Villanova does offensively, so he's taking some of those things and applying it with his guys. We saw it, you know, end up with Xavier being a number one seed, so it's working out very well for him. Um, and I think that this Louisville team with guys like Jordan Warren, who's six eight, he can play down at the four spot. Uh, you know, you have a, a guy Malik Williams who's much more comfortable on the perimeter shooting the ball than down low. So I think that the Louisville guys that they have do work well with his system. You know what? So we'll see. I think Louisville fans going to be happy with Chris Mack's system. Yeah. Because this is a much more offensive-friendly system. 
and we're used to Louisville's offense being trash until February like fifth, fifteenth. Why you put it like that? Hey? Because it's true. Every, every year Rick Pitino was here, our, our offense was trash until the middle of February, and then they'll learn how to play the offense. It was all defense. It was all it, defense. That was it. Stuff. But yeah. I think we're going to see with Chris Mack, you'll see a much more offensive-friendly well, system. You're seeing, you're going to see a, a fundamental change in a lot of ways. A, you're absolutely right. Offensively, you know, Chris Mack wants to put a lot of emphasis on getting up and down. He's an offensive coach. He wants his guys to get up and down to score. But secondly, one reason that he's going to be a lot, of, it's going to be a lot easier for his guys coming in to handle the defensive side is because he does run more of a zone philosophy. Okay, it's the pack line zone, basically mm-hmm. the same the same defense that the Virginia Cavaliers run. But, 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 but now before you, before all you guys freak out, before you freak out, we're not talking about that slow Virginia tempo. No, 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 no. Just simply the type of defense. They there play. we go. Where basically it's still a man. It still has man to man principles. Like like Chris Mack was actually talking about it. He wants his guys to pressure the ball up front. But basically, instead of extending out and playing really tight man-to-man everywhere in the perimeter, his guys stay closer into the lane and try to keep teams out of the paint. So basically, like last year where you see Ryan McMahon get taken off the dribble, blow by, consistently, layup, or, you know, uh, any of the guys. Quinn right? Snyder right? get taken Quinn off Snyder, the Whoever, because, you know, you don't have that backup behind you. Basically, the pack line is designed to keep teams out of the paint and be a very good rebounding defense. So it may give up some perimeter jump shots, you know, but that's when you have bigger, longer teams they can close out and contest. So when you're playing that basic defense, once you learn it, it's very easy to get. It's all about rotation, just like a zone. So the guys should pick it up pretty quickly. So it, it's it's a very player friendly offense and defense. And with that Kids style, like it. with yeah. that style, they're going to run up and down. It's an NBA friendly, absolutely, absolutely. friendly style. I and mean, more importantly, you're going to see Louisville kind of, I believe, recruit to more like a a junior NBA team. Got the big fours, oh, long yeah. fours, guys that can run and shoot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so the guys that you all want to keep a, keep a mention on my man Jerry Meyer uh, actually talked more about it. He's the recruiting analyst at Two Four Seven Sports. The, the guys keep your name on, name on uh, or keep your eye on, of course, David Johnson out of Trinity. Uh, he's been a name that we've been talking about. He was previously committed to Rick Pitino, a uh, 6'5 point guard. Um, we've been waiting for him to recommit. Um, it's not happened yet. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a Quentin Snyder situation where maybe he's not feeling the love, so maybe he's looking at some other options. Um, I know that he's been a priority. He was being recruited very heavily at Xavier as well as Louisville before he committed to Louisville. So he knows Chris Mack. He knows his style. Um, but that's a wait and see there. C.J. Walker is a kid who's had a big week. Um, he's kind of a uh, undersized four-man, maybe six seven, six eight. very active, very aggressive, can also shoot the ball, can handle it uh, well for his size. Uh, keep an eye on him. Aiden Ageon, another big man, about six eight, six nine. Very physical. This is the thing about Chris Mack. What you're going to see out of him, the post players that he does get, they may not be your classic really tall guys, but they're going to be very tough. They're going to be very physical. They're going to be aggressive rebounders. They're going to be shot blockers. Where did he coach at? In Cincinnati. Hmm. So, so one thing you know about Cincinnati, Hmm. they're going to have hoodlums on the team. Return to Max Seal. (laughs) So you're going to see kind of some of those Jason Max Seal, Eric Hicks, Maybe a little bit undersized, but it's going to fight you for every inch. DeWan Blair, see, Pittsburgh. Exactly. You're going to see very physical, big guards. So you're gonna, basically going to have everybody on the court basically between 6'4 and 6'8. 
okay? But they're all going to be physical. They're all going to be very tough. I think that Chris Mack is going to have a huge impact on this team. He talked about toughness. He talked about the fact he didn't think we were very tough last year. And, hey, when we talked about it all year long, what was the biggest issue that they said about David Padgett as the coach? Soft. That he said our practices are easy. Our practices are easy, and the players were soft. And the players were soft. what happened? They got soft. They got pushed around and bullied by everybody. They got pushed around. They felt sorry for themselves. They said they didn't want to play in the NIT. They made up a bunch of excuses. And, frankly, Chris Mack came out and said, no one cares. All we care, all the fans care about is wins and losses. Nobody cares about what you've been through. So it's time to put your pity party away, put your big boy pants on, and get physical. And, you know, they've gotten rid of all the treadmills. The, you know, Rick Pitino, that was his whole thing. He wanted his guys to be like track athletes. You know, always running, great conditioning. But the problem is, that was a bit passe. Like, Rick Pitino changed the game with that in 1994. Okay. When he was at UK and he had... He plays the game with that, with the conditioning and shooting the threes, running, gun. He kind of, you know, he was the first guy to really embrace the three-point line and make that his thing. It was innovative then. Nowadays, everybody does that. Like, the, you can't do that. The entire NBA, the entire NBA is, is that same style now. Exactly. So, it's I mean, all fours. They can shoot. I mean, you, you be down the court. you're not going to outrun people anymore. Like, that, that doesn't work anymore. So, what you're going to see now is a revamping of the offensive system. And it's really and truly going to go something back to something, Jay, that we've seen before. Louisville's best teams, yes, everybody was between 6'4 and 6'8, very physical, very athletic. Now, these guys are going to be able to shoot it better because this is today's basketball. But other than that, you're going to see the Charles Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see those types of big guys. Where they're very physical, they're gonna rebound, they're gonna fight you. You gotta have a team that's very tough getting on the ground. So I'm very, very excited about it. Chris Mack seems like he's on a roll. These kids in the top 100 camp um, really, really play well. Um, Orlando Robinson, Jason mm-hmm. Jatoba, two big guys to keep uh, keep an eye on as well. Um, so those are gonna be kind of the guys that you keep your eye on. You never know who may else pop on that list. Like, I'm letting people know now that this 2019 class, like, everybody thinks that Dan Lewis is going to take this big, huge step back. Like Haven said... No. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. They're going to no. have a very good recruit play. Appreciate the Rashawn for the update. If you know, it's Louisville uh, recruiting for 2018 and 19. Haven, we're going to talk some more about Father's Day. we got a list of, uh, we're going to send out some shots out to some fathers out there, Haven. Some of your friends, Rashawn's friends, and we're going to talk, Haven's going to talk to you about a track event took place today. There we go. We'll talk about some track. We're going to talk about some Hey, NFL. and I might actually have a little, little, little recruiting update for the UK fans as well. Okay. They, got, they got a new guy coming to camp. We're going to talk have about a big, they have a, a monster coming to campus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the, the former Heisman Trophy Universal is All-American. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson will talk about what is Baltimore talking about in camp. Wow. You're going to hear it. Next, Maple Sports. Hey, 
Hey family, it's almost here. Summerfest 2018, Saturday, June 23rd in Chickasaw Park. It's going to be a jam-packed day full of food, fellowship, great music, and plenty of things to do. The West Louisville Tennis Club will be hosting their tennis tournament. Preach Fest is back, brought to you by Pastor Timothy Finley Jr. It's the return of Miss WLOU. The pageant will be in full effect right there on the main stage. 16 ladies will walk the catwalk and compete for the crown. We can't forget about the little ones. This year, we're introducing Kids Fest, brought to you by Play Cousins Collective. Our kids zone will be jumping with inflatables, a live puppet show, face painting, bubble display, and so much more. Bringing the praise to the main stage will be Louisville's own Minister Jason Claiborne, Jermaine Dolly, Jordan Armstrong, Tim Bowman Jr., Jason Nelson, Cheryl Fortune, and more. There will be a praise dance showcase. And don't forget about Vendors Row, the command center full of information, goods from local business owners, and tantalizing treats sure to tickle your taste buds. Who's got the best barbecue? So bring your lawn chair and your family and meet us in the park, Chickasaw Park, for Summerfest 2018, Saturday, June 23rd. Tell everyone you know, come on, let's go. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Calling all vendors. Calling all vendors. It's time for Summerfest, Saturday, June 23rd in Chickasaw Park. Sign up now to get your booth for Summerfest. It's your time to showcase your hats, t-shirts, jewelry, fashions, and food. We're looking for those tender ribs, hot fish, tasty Polish sausage, and those one-of-a-kind special desserts. People having a good time in the park looking for your booth. Trucks or no trucks, we've got room for you, and you don't want to miss this great opportunity. To join WLU in the park for Summerfest, June 23rd, call 502-776-1240. Reserve your booth now. Shake them all. Yeah, they hate, but they broke them. They broke them. We're back. Main event sports. Haven Harrington with Sean Mars in the building, your number one sports show. Well, we're going to get another award coming up uh, for this uh, 19 year, Have. Man, man, look. That's all we do <laughs> is win awards. You're funny, man. You're funny, that's, man. That's what we do here at the Main event sports show. This is the best sports show in the city of Louisville, hands down. I'm going to tell you why, because unlike all those other sports shows, they try to sugarcoat things and try to make it seem like it's rosier than what. No, you know what? We give it to you straight with no chaser. Hey, no, that's, that's, ain't no straw. That's, we that's, give it to you, yeah, give it to you raw. That's what we do. That's what man met the man said. That's right. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do at the Maven Sports Show. You can always call on us just to give you the real, unadulterated facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and I would tell you what's the real deal. Yes, sir. As Ashton Hagens. Okay. Oh, God, six, Lord. Six, four, five-star point guard committed to the University of Kentucky was actually hot and heavy with the University of Louisville. Chris Mack was recruiting him. Hagens was at the top of Chris Mack's wish list for 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hagens decided that he wanted to reclassify, and once 
uh, John Calipari said, you know what? We can use a guy like you. Yeah, you know, Gush uh, Alexander, he's gone to the draft. Maybe he's going to be a top ten pick, which I cannot believe that that kid, his rise from when we saw him, Haven, at the uh, Derby Classic, where he was kind of the unknown Kentucky dude. Like, anytime you see a Kentucky player at the Derby Classic, He's like, that's the weak dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, th- th- that's just usually a, a Kentucky kid is never there because they rank so high that they're gonna get. You know, but Shay Shay Gibbs Alexander, he wasn't a McDonald's All American, he wasn't a Jordan Brand Classic All American, and he ends up being the guy who's probably gonna be the first Kentucky Wildcat taken. Amazing. That's insane. Amazing. I mean, over Kevin Knox, over Hamadou Diallo. Uh, over I can see that, though. Hamadou Diallo, I, a, I love him. Crazy. He's a freakish athlete, but he's just an athlete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over Jared, Jared Vanderbilt, there were a lot of I guys. Mean, Van, I mean, Vanderbilt, Kentucky played better without Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane to me, like, the rise of Shea. I mean, but Shea killed it. He dominated yeah. the, the Derby Classic. We were like, yeah. man, this dude is real. He's the, I'm going to tell you right now. People who say Calipari doesn't coach, he just kind of rolls the ball out there, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, is, it, is it coaching or does he just – because, I mean, as we saw with Tyler Eulis, where that was just kind of money that fell from the heavens, how good he was. You know what? Was. I'm he telling you, it's – with Devin Booker. Booker was, Booker was like rated right around 38, 39, you know 40. What? I would say one word, Teague. Teague looked like a bum for much yeah. of the season. Yeah. And then once the tournament started, he got better and better and better. You, I mean – Calipari, people say Calipari can't coach. Calipari, Calipari can coach. Has, Calipari has found a way. And I don't know if it's just his guys who weren't thought to be great. Like, Willie Cauley-Stein was not a highly recruited guy. He was thought to be kind of the throw-in dude. And he ended up being an, an all-star for Kentucky. You had the same thing happen with uh, Daniel Orton. When he came in his first class, he ended up being a first-round draft pick. Nobody really thought much of him. You had the same thing happen with uh, – um, What's the point guard that was there with uh, uh, John Wall? Um, um, oh, name is escaping me. Oh. Alabama. Oh. Uh, oh. The one who had the great <laughs> yeah. issues. But uh, Eric I'm, Bledsoe. I, Eric Bledsoe was not expected to be that. And he comes up in a Like, literally, anytime Calipari's kind of had that underrated guy. He coaches them up. Them guys are, for some reason, I mean, look at De- uh, Hawkins. Like, Hawkins was, you know, he was Mr. Kentucky. Dominique Hawkins was supposed to be Mr. Kentucky basketball at the end of the bench. And he ended up starting, like, play uh, tournament games. And killed Louisville. <laughs> and killed Louisville. <laughs> Destroyed so, so Louisville. I don't know. It is. I mean, I, coach, I've never said, now, nah, this is one thing about me where I've always disagreed, that Calipari can't coach. Calipari can coach just fine. Okay, he just had to dumb down his system because he, when you're playing with so many young players, you got to simplify things. You can't put too much on a freshman's plate or they're going to look like freshmen. And that's what he's done a great job of is simplifying the defense, simplifying the sets, letting guys do what they do well, and letting them coach that. doesn't mean you can't coach. It means that you simplified it. Like I said, look at the team. If you want to make a coach, look at the team that he took to the Final Four. Yes, look at UMass. I understand that he had Look Marcus at UMass. Camp, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, he had Marcus Camby, yes, a top five pick. But you know who else has had top five picks and he didn't do nothing with them? Like, a lot of coaches. <laughs> like, any coach that ever coached at LSU. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what, what's the guy, Brown, uh, down at, uh, at Texas, had Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was averaging like 35 a game. Lost in like the second round. You know, so, I mean, we've seen teams that have one great player, and they don't do anything. Kansas. So, Cal Perry took Kansas. Marcus Camby and a <laughs> bunch of, you know, uh, Edgar Padilla and, and, and Travieso 
and took these guys. They went to a Final Four. They went to a championship game and almost beat Kentucky. Like, with that, one dude. six Kentucky. With, with one everybody, dude. everybody. With one dude. With one dude. So, you know, Cal Perry can coach. So, so that's that's the first thing. But, you know, he has had to dumb down the system. But what he's been able to do, finding guys to come in. And, and I, I, I keep saying, you know, for a while I was like, it's, he's just, it's luck. Nobody knew Bless was going to be that, that good. It's luck. Nobody thought Booker was going to be that good. It's luck. Nobody thought Tyler Eulis, a 6'5", or a 5'5". Five, five yeah, by 5', by 6'5". That's way too much. A 5'5", was going to be that good. But he just seems Tyler, to be these guys. Tyler's my favorite UK player. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. A like, general. That, that dude was like the ultimate point guard. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do. So, I mean, I give him all the credit in the world. He's not, Especially when it comes know. to guards. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially when it comes to guards. But, I mean, you've also had some guys like Isaiah Briscoe that literally never developed. They were the same dude. So, if Calipari is doing a good job, there are some times when we've seen it go the other way, too. And Briscoe's, right. a, and Briscoe's a fine example. I, Isaiah Briscoe and, came to uh, all sorts of hype and was just like, eh. Um, the kid uh, who actually ended up playing four years, I can't think of his name now, big guy, 6'8", athletic, um, came in as a top five player. They thought he was going to be a top five pick, and he ended up staying all four years. I can't think of his name uh, off the top of my head. But, I mean, he's had some misses, and anytime you have that. Scala Bissier? Scala. I mean, but Scala didn't no. play well in Kentucky, but he played well for the Kings. Which is crazy. He's been a good player for the Kings. He was a horrible college he player. He was horrible in college, but he's starting for the Kings. Well, he, so, he got pushed around by everybody. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's the NBA. The college football, uh, this is one thing I always say. College basketball was way more physical than the NBA nowadays in terms of overall. There's the zone. Until you, you get to the playoffs. guys. Yeah, until you get to the playoffs, then then it's when it's when it's the eighty five rule book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it does happen, but you know, I, I congratulations to Ashton Haggins. I know he had classwork to get it done. He got it done. Kentucky's got like seven point guards for next year. I mean, they still have Quade Green, uh, who's a, who's a pretty good who's a pretty good you point guard. Ashton, uh, Ashton Haggins, who joins the team. You had Emmanuel Quickly, a McDonald's All American, who's. Uh, one of the best shooting point guards that I've seen. He's going to be another Brandon Knight. When I talk about shooters at the point guard position, Brandon Knight was one of the best. This kid is along them line. Like, he can knock it down. They have um, uh, uh, they have Tyler Hero come in, who's a combo guard, big top scorer out of Wisconsin. Uh, Keldon Johnson, who's more of a combo guard, shooting guard, small forward. Needless to say, we're getting P.J. Washington back. Um, you know, they still got that big stiff down. That's low. huge. Again, P.J. Washington uh, back Richards. is huge. Uh, P.J. Washington was huge. Because he was a beast I last year. I want to see, like, Kyle Perry's got, like, nine McDonald's All-Americans on the team next year. None of them are great. Like, this is the thing, though. And this is where I got to say, yeah, my boy Blue, I know you out there listening somewhere. I'm going to temper your, your enthusiasm, my brother, by just saying one thing. And all the rest of Kentucky fans, I know you all excited about these guys. But the best recruits... Still reside in Durham. Okay? When you talk about having the top three players <laughs> in the class of 2018 coming in next year, when you talk about R.J. Barrett, the number one guy, Zion Williamson, the number two guy, and then they have the number three guy as well, all coming in. UK's got good players. Duke's got monsters. Now, With Duke, the monster coach. Will, will, will Duke be as good this year as they were last year? They don't have a Grayson Allen. So well, then here's the thing: the last year what helped Duke was the whole like college basketball was down. Yeah. Now college basketball. Now you got the talent is back. Yeah. So they're refreshed. We'll see a, a much better college. You should see 
a much right, better college me, basketball Duke's season this year. chance was last year. When you have Greg they won it last year. Back, last year was their year. Marvin Bagley, Gary Trent Jr., you know, you have uh, uh, Wendell Carter. You have all these guys. Last year should have been a championship season. Yes. That, that, that was their opportunity to make it. They didn't make it. Um, so, I mean, even with Cam Reddish, who was the other guy I was forgetting, another 6'7 small forward. I mean, they got a 6'7 shooting guard, a 6'7 small forward, a 6'6 freak of an athlete power forward in Zion Williamson. To go along with Trey Jones and, and the rest of those guys they got. And, you know, th- then you're bringing back several high-profile players, except for Grayson Allen. They're going to have a monstrous team. Like, I don't know in terms of wins and losses what it's going to do for them because they don't have that experienced go-to guy. Um, you know, if Gary Trent Jr. would have stayed or but something like that. you do have the best coach in college basketball. Trey Duvall, if he would have stayed. I just, I don't know. I think Duke's going to take a step back, even with the suit. Like, they got three. Like, they literally may have three of the first four players taken in next year's draft, Duke, Mike. Like, that'll be the first time that's ever happened. Like, I don't even know if you've had a team that's had gone one-two with the first two players. I know Jason Williams and uh, uh, Shane Battier both went pretty high. Like, I think Jason Williams was number one and Shane Battier was like, like three, like three or seven. four. Okay. He was a little bit further down. But I don't know if we've ever had, like, one-two from the same school. And you may see that this year. So we'll I'm, have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But, I mean. I'm just excited for a much better college basketball season because last season was trash. I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna be honest. Last season, basketball. Last season was just trash. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was, it was horrible. There were really no good teams. Everybody kept losing to everybody. You know, every team had a bunch of good wins and a bunch of bad losses, except Louisville, who had no bad losses and no good, good wins. wins. <laughs> they were just mediocre, just yeah. like and the whole season. <laughs> so I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm very excited about it. You know, recruiting this time right now. We had the NBA Top 100 camp that just got done. Um, I like that. I li- you know the, the recruiting stuff. You have, of course, the July evaluation period where the coaches can get out on the on the recruiting trail. Jay has. I know that's going to be important for you because if you want to know the guys that Chris Mack is centering in on, who he thinks he's going to go ahead and lock up, then those will be the guys that they're watching in July. Cause now, this is when you make your head. Now to switch gears, let's talk about this gridiron action. Yes, sir. Bobby Petrino decided this year that he was going to. Draw a fence, draw a circle on the state of Kentucky. He was like, I'm getting the best players from the state because this is actually one of Kentucky's best years for talent. I'm not sure if it's as good as the 2003 2004 year, which saw us with, uh, you know, Abram and, and those guys, Brahm and Bush. That's probably the greatest football class yeah. of all time. Followed closely by Charlie Strong's first year. That Louisville class, I mean, the talent came out of the city that year was also just immense. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamon Brown, Dunn, and, and those guys. Um, but this year, the state actually has a lot of talent. Bobby has done a very good job of getting the state's talent and kind of getting those guys in and bringing them to campus. Um, a lot of three-star guys. You got your Jaden Johnson. He's from Memphis, Tennessee, but That's still. Right. I mean, it's local. It's a local flavor. It's a very still local, local flavor. A lot, 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 very close. And I want to give a shout-out to Jaden Johnson. He's a he's a superstar, you know, young superstar quarterback. He's the guy who wants to follow in the footsteps of, uh, of course, Lamar Jackson. Everybody has yeah, seen what Lamar has done. You know, that's the reason that Malik Cunningham came. Uh, that's the reason that 
Jordan Tra uh, Jordan Travis came. Uh, you know, he, that's that's the reason. The reason that all these kids want to be the next Lamar Jackson, and he's been doing yeoman's work recruiting. Like this young man has been recruiting like he's on the coaching staff. Like he's always retweeting all the guys that Louisville's recruiting. He's always reaching out to those guys. He's always talking to them through social media. Like he's literally been an impactful recruiter. You know, and that's what Bobby needs. I mean, I, I don't take anything away from the class that Bobby has now. I don't. It is a great class. It is a let me rephrase. It's a good class by Louisville standards. Yes. But I've always said this, and I will continue to say this: if Louisville wants to compete. For ACC championships, you're going to have to start getting four the five four-star players. I don't care what you say, rankings on rankings on rankings actually do matter. They're going to need four to five four-star players per class well, it, it, at important positions, specifically defensive line. And, and what you're going to see is um, a lot of these guys are going through the, the, the Nike camps and the Under Armour camps. So a lot of these guys are still, you know, a lot of times they don't really start rating these kids until after the summer with their final ratings that they're going to pretty much hold on to until the uh, Under Armour and the uh, U.S. Army All-American game invites start going out. Um, so we're going to see, like, some of these guys, like Aiden Robbins at, uh, at DuPont Manual, like, I think he's going to be a consensus four-star by the time it's all done with. He made his decision uh, to commit to Louisville, uh, one of the top 50 running backs in the country. Which um, is what Louisville needed was absolutely. a running back. Uh, they needed a running back. That They've already done a good job. They've gotten a couple of offensive linemen, Jamari Williams out of Florida, Cardinal Gibbons High School, as well as Jack Randolph out of Franklin Simpson here in Kentucky. Um, so they got a couple of good offensive linemen. They already have their quarterback for this class. And they got Anthony Atkins, is the newest guy out of LaRue County, uh, he's an athlete, 6'3", 222 pounds. He can play on either side of the ball. Uh, he's a guy who could be a, a very physical wide receiver, um, or he could be a linebacker. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see who wins that tug of war. Hassan Hall uh, was a kid who came in in the spring. Uh, and uh, our man, Kobe Smith, said that he was fighting the defensive coaches to see where he was going to end up, at linebacker or at running back. And Kobe said that he won the uh, argument and won the fight and won the tug of war. And Hassan Hall is going to be playing running back this upcoming season. Of course, that's not surprising with the lack of depth. Uh, you know, Louisville has about 85 safeties uh, on campus right now, but they only have about three running backs. So, and they uh, saw a last year happen when with, with Colin Wilson uh, and Dave Williams. Uh, you know, the, those two guys being kind of your point men. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey uh, Smith as well uh, is going to give you some depth there. But I think Hassan Hall is a guy who they could really use. Javion Hawkins, the kid out of Florida, he's now on campus. Some people wondered if Javion was going to get there. There were some questions whether he was going to finally make his way to campus. But he uh, made it. But he made it. That's huge. So uh, now Louisville started to have some depth. They got five or six guys at the running back spot, which looks a lot better than last Man, two year. Two or three. Like, I mean, last year they had like a lot of numbers, but everybody just got hurt. Well, yeah, Dave Williams getting hurt was was a, a huge, huge Because Dave, Dave Williams is probably going to start. Yeah. I mean, Dave, Dave was probably going to start. Dave Williams and Colin Wilson, if those two guys can stay healthy, that is one heck of a thunder and lightning. And that's like thunder and thunder. thunder. And that's what the like. assessment like thunder and thunder. Those kind of big dudes. They're both big guys, but they're both fast. Yes. I mean, we, we saw Dave Williams speed against Florida State. You know, Dave Williams is, is carrying about 225 pounds, but that brother can fly. Man, yeah. but, I know, but like I said, I'm, I'm, ex, I'm excited to see what this Cardinal team's going to look like. I'm, exci I'm really excited to see Van Gorder's defense. Yeah. Because I mean, that's going to me, that's going to determine 
the season. I'm just glad they have a new defensive coach. Like, oh I, God, I, yes. I, I am Peter Sermon. No, we can't speak his name. He's like he's like Cragthorpe <laughs> <Voldemort>. now. <laughs> he whose name can't be spoken. <laughs> he's he's like Cragthorpe. Yeah. I mean, he's like the Cragthorpe defense. Hey, that that was Bobby's that bad. Boy. Bobby hired him. Bobby, I, I don't know what Bobby saw. <laughs> he just wanted, I don't know he just what Bobby saw. To get rid of Grantham. That's all it was. I don't know what Bobby saw. <laughs> but it did not work out. But needless to say, I think everything's moving forward. We only got ten weeks, y'all. How's I do still falls back? Hold on. How's that guy still getting jobs? How's he still getting a job? Hey man, he know he knows how to talk. Be- because of his coaching, I mean, his resume is straight trash. He makes you believe. I mean, he was a no. Host. His tape he was a new up and coming. His tape is straight trash. He was trash Mississippi State, and he was like extra trash here. He took a top fifteen defense and made like a top ninety five defense. Yeah, that, that, they was top. That they was out of the hundred and ten spot. Yes, like the very end of the year <laughs> when when Jair Alexander came back and gave them some help. Really All right, right. check us out. We'll give uh, my last kudos to Happy Father's Day weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, give it out, start the late. Uh, my father, Winston Hazard, Jerome Hazard, Tierra Watkins, Andrew Bailey, Robin Gelmont, Bill Price, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, Dewan Watkins, William Perkins, Lee, Gerald Harrison, James Linton, Steve Mudd Jr., Brian Durbin, and Happy Father's Day to Ralph Bill Myers, Perkins. my daddy, shout out. Yeah. Haven Harrington, Jr. My dad, oh, he's he's a junior. Dead. Oh, he's a junior. He's a junior. That's why he's the third. Oh, okay. there you go. <laughs> and uh, Wallace Garner is going to be coming up with you guys about another hour or so. But it's, I call it the quiet storm of jazz. <laughs> the That's what storm I call jazz. the storm of jazz. Wallace Garner. Hey guys, been a great show. Thank you, Lord, for taking your day out and your Saturday out. Yeah, and, appreciate uh, it, man. With the number one sports show, Rashawn. Hey, fellas, enjoy. Get a big chicken leg, kick back. Too bad. They need to move Father's Day to the fall. Why? Like, they need to have Father's Day on like a Sunday when football's on. So you can really appreciate fathers. Leave me alone. Let me watch my football and let me chill. But instead, we're going to be at the grill. It's been 95 degrees outside. Look everybody else. No, father's going to be on the grill. You don't need no charcoal. It's already going to fall. They need to, I, I'm going to start a position to, to move Father's Day like middle of October. And you know that what? would be a real Father's Day. You know what, Rashawn? I haven't had nobody call me and wish me Happy Father's Day. Well, Jay has Happy Father's, Father's Day. Day wow. Well, you still got time. I'm going to get out of here next five minutes. Thank you, Haven Rashawn, being a part of the number one sports show. There we go. I'm Jay Hedge. Next week is next. It is actually Summerfest 2019. It's going down. It's going down big. Expecting about 15, 20,000 people in the park in Chickasaw Park. You're to hang out with your number one sports show main event. See you Saturday, hey. Hey, without any struggle. There is no progress. Peace. Touching the ceiling When I'm with you, I can't breathe All you do is something to me